Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, March 1st. Uh, can't believe it's March already. Uh, I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by Pastor Neil Radical. This morning we'll begin with a brief devotional thought based on Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, which is something you've been working on lately, Pastor. Do you want to read it? No, you go ahead. <laughs> Ephesians 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, creating Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I'd like to play a little game with you. All right. How many doctrinal teachings are in this one Bible verse? We can work together on this. Sure. Creation, um, but also uh, spiritual uh, cr- the spiritual creation, new life in Christ. Um, predestination. Where did you see that? God prepared beforehand. Yeah. Um, sanctification, walking new walking life. Them. Yeah. Um, that's that's awesome. That's a good Mosu, list. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of my list too, and I, I really like that because I think it's a good reminder for us, just in a broad picture, of how much the Holy Spirit can pack into just a few short words. And if you were to expand that out, the chapter one you mentioned predestination. So Apostle Paul's talking to the Ephesian Christians about that here. If you go to chapter two, it's that conversion chapter. You were dead in trespasses, you made alive in Christ. So that speaks to the creating Christ Jesus for good works. The idea and that walking in him is really, you know, by grace you've been saved. There's a couple of verses before this. So this idea of his workmanship is kind of neat. And I remember this teacher's conference that they had, CLC teacher's conference, I think it was in either Fond du Lac or Milwaukee, and they talked about workmanship as a translation that would be masterpiece. We are his masterpiece, you know. And so a lot of times when we think about our lives, we don't think about it being such a grandiose thing, but if we think about it being created for a purpose, why did God create us? Well, it says for good works here, and that's not for our salvation. Like you said, it's our sanctified life in Christ to give honor and glory to our Savior. And there's a lot of neat things in here that God knew us beforehand and that he wanted us to walk in this way. And I think there's so much here that I don't know, I keep going on and on, but as far as your takeaways go, from the sin and grace and the all the things you talked about, what jumps out to your mind, Pastor? Well, you, you talk about that word masterpiece, and I think of go back to the, cre- the creation account. We just finished the first article in our uh, catechism class in school here, and uh, uh, we go by each day of creation. You know, and each day God created. Well, he created the light, and he created the atmosphere. He created uh, dry land. He created the sun, moon, stars, uh, birds, sea creatures, land animals, and the last thing he makes is human beings. And you know, a masterpiece—the idea of a masterpiece—is it's after you apprentice for you know so many years, then you create your masterpiece, and your masterpiece is a sim is symbolic of the fact that you're no longer need to be an apprentice but now you are a master and i'm not saying god's an apprentice obviously or you know but but the creation of man of human beings was unique you know each person or each other creature that god made he said let there be sea creatures let there be land animals let there be birds Um, but when it came to 
forming human beings it says he formed Adam from the dust of the earth and it's like a literal clay pot forming idea or he took the rib out of uh, Adam and he made Eve from that that rib so the creation of Adam and Eve was unique and different and that's really important to remember this day and age because um, so many people think of human beings as just you know we're just another animal you'll see that all over the place and you know uh, especially it's this very evolution evolutionary ideas that um, we're just any other part of uh, the world but God presents something very different and unique, and um, that is that we are, sometimes we're referred to as the crown jewel of God's creation, that um, the, the masterpiece, if you will, of, of all that God created as human beings, and that's because human beings have uh, morality, we have a will of re- will and understanding of what is right and what is wrong. Um, God gave to us uh, the ability to reason and to be rational, to use laws of logic and um, to plan ahead and think ahead, and in so many ways we're different than um, the rest of God's creation, and that's uh, you know all part of, tied into this idea of workmanship. But even greater than just that physical creation of mankind is is the spiritual creation that God created in our hearts through Christ Jesus. And that's where this verse ties in that that we were created in Christ Jesus for good works um, that God has as you know, if you will. <clears throat> I remember Pastor Nolting saying to me years ago, he's like, if you it's like you wake up every morning. And you can think to yourself, think of all the wonderful things God has ready for me uh, today. So, dear God, what thing, what good works do you have prepared for me today? And if we look at every day like that, if we, we think about our lives like that, well, boy, it uh, can sure be an amazing blessing to um, look forward to each day to see, well, how is God going to use me today? And, and how can I use the talents and abilities that God created in me as this unique part of God's creation, as this amazing crown jewel of God's creation with different talents and abilities different from anyone else who's ever lived god has me right here right now today for what purpose and that what that does is it gives you amazing purpose and it helps you to get up in the morning it it helps you to understand that you're more than just some you know speck floating on a rock in space you are very important and god has prepared uh, important things for you today uh, as his as his uh new creation i love everything you said there and i think it feels like the a lot of people we run into is they're struggling with what their purpose is. And I think, like you said so well, I think we can struggle with our purpose at times too when we get disappointed or discouraged by things. Not just we as pastors, but we as people. Any, mm-hmm. any people who that we're talking about here. And this well, verse, it's, it's one of the existential questions in life, right? What is my purpose? Why why am I here? Yeah. You know, And when people don't have a good answer to that question, you end up in depression or uh, addiction or uh, abusing um drugs and alcohol and those kind of things because if you don't have a purpose well then what's you you know uh there's no reason to for existing so maybe that's the good summary if you're looking for your purpose or someone else is questioning their purpose give them ephesians 2 10 because ultimately you see the grace that god has given us in, in creating us <clears throat> like you said we're not throwaways um we, he's given us a purpose and he's wanting us to walk in those things I like to think about you know the talent the the parable of the talents you know a oh, talent yeah. was an amount of money so but you can really apply it to talents you know the, yeah. as in the the skills and abilities that God's given to us um, so there's the one guy with five talents and there's one guy with three talents and there's one guy with one talent and they're all given talents um, and the master goes away and when he comes back um, the first two guys have m- doubled their talents and the last guy buried his talent in the ground and you might think to yourself well he didn't give he buried he barely gave me any talents. He barely gave me any money compared to these other people. And so often we compare our lives to others, right? 
you know, I wish I was tall. I wish I was better at this. I wish I could cook. I wish I could, you know, we think, you know, I'm not very talented or I don't have very many gifts. Uh, and that's just not true. God has given you different and separate and unique gifts from anybody else, but he has given you gifts. So what are those gifts? And that's one of the cha- real challenges in life, right? Because, you know, it's, it's easy to say, yeah, we're God's workmanship. He created us. Now, what are your talents? You know, and that's, that's a hard, that can be a hard thing for people to find out because especially if you don't succeed in traditional schooling, or you're not, you're not talented. And, uh, if you're not really good at basketball, you know, you know, you know, there, there's all kinds of, uh, there's certain things that we, we all wish we were good at, but maybe that's not where your talents are. So what are your talents? And that's part of the reason we have this amazing Christian education school at Emmanuel is to help our children identify those talents. Where are your gifts and where are your abilities? Uh, that's part of the reason, um, why, why God made us as curious creatures as we are so that we can look for uh, our unique talent and skill set and how we can best use our abilities for God's kingdom. But that takes some work. Um, but we shouldn't just bury our talents in the sand. We should make use of the things that God has given to us. Amen to that. Should we pray? Yeah. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for giving us this life, for creating our not only life, but our life in you and our faith. And you are Lord and Savior. We praise and bless you for forgiving our sins, for giving us that joy of knowing what our purpose is, and that's to show our love and serve you in every way that we can. That is learning our talents and abilities and using them, walking in them, just as you remind us from Paul's letter to the Ephesians this morning. We pray that you'd bless us always in our day-to-day work so that your name would be glorified. We thank you for glorifying us with your life, with your death and resurrection. Be with us always, strengthen us, and give us that encouragement we need every day to follow you. In your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. All right, some weekly updates and reminders here today. Uh, our midweek Advent series continues. Uh, we did not, we're not able to meet last week um, because of the snowstorm event, so we just had an online streaming service um, for our Ash Wednesday. And so today uh, we are going to be having communion service. We'll be offering that because we did not last week. Um, so we're on our second uh, part of this series. Last week we introduced the theme Amazing Grace. We talked about the life of John Newton. Um, if you weren't able to watch that, I encourage you to go back and watch that because it kind of sets the stage for the rest of our our series here. Um, today we'll be taking a look. Uh, Pastor George Duman is coming over from uh, Eagle Lake. Uh, Salem Lutheran Church over in Eagle Lake to talk to us about the amazing grace in the life of King David. So our services are today at 2 p.m. and at 6 p.m. Hope you can join us for that. And then next week, uh, Pastor Radical will be leading us through a study of the amazing grace in the life of the prophet Isaiah. So uh, hope you can make sure that that's part of your your weekly plan is to to, uh, join us for those Lenten services and meditate on the amazing grace of God uh, in the life of his servants. Uh, coming up this weekend is the Christian Athletic League tournament here in Emmanuel. Uh, big deal always. Uh, we are out of school this Thursday and Friday uh, for the games that will be going on in the gym. We are in need of lots of volunteers still to uh, help cover everything. Um, if you are able to volunteer, uh, you can give, a, give the school a call, uh, 507-345-3027. Uh, call and talk to the school secretary so that uh, uh, you can get signed up for that. Uh, also coming up this weekend is the women's retreat. Pastor, you want to talk about what's going on with that? Yeah, this has been about three years in the planning pre-COVID, and it's gotten canceled and bumped and so forth. And so it'll be in Amory, Wisconsin, which is a new location than what the women's retreat has had in the past. And 
based on our devotion that we did this morning here, Ephesians 2.10. That's the theme for the women's retreat, created with a purpose. So that'll be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this coming weekend. And prayerful that the women there will be built up and encouraged in the, in the Word and their time together. Uh, the Red Cross Blood Drive is coming up next week again, next Friday. Uh, that'll be from 11 o'clock to 4 o'clock. Uh, we still have quite a few slots available. You can just go to Red Cro- uh, the Red Cross Blood Drive website and just type in Emmanuel ELC and our drive will pop up there. Or you can go to the map and just click on the, the little button there at Emmanuel and just sign up for one of the slots there if you are available for that. Uh, but I know many of you won't be because next weekend is the CLC tournament in Eau Claire. Um, that tournament goes Friday, Saturday, Sunday for grade school. So um, many of our families will be out of town for that CLC tournament event. Uh, safe travels for all of you, and, and uh, pray that the kids have a lot of fun. I remember always having a blast at that CLC tournament when I was when I was a child. Uh, coming up later in uh, March, the uh, arts camp will be going on uh, again this year, March 24th through the 26th. Uh, we are in need of housing still for one family. Uh, we got one family covered, but we got another family that needs housing. So uh, if you're able to host a family for that, get a hold of myself or Amber Casto. Uh, Summer Vicar, uh, we have called Paul Agenton, who is a uh, seminarian in Eau Claire, to serve as a summer vicar this year uh, in June and July. Uh, Paul's not a traditional, straight from college, SEM student. Uh, you've talked to him a little bit, Pastor. You want to talk about uh, Paul and his work here yeah, this he, summer? Yeah, he was actually, him and his wife and the three girls that they have are all originally from the Mankato area. They were originally part of the ELS church and they were at the Bethany campus and they were actually dorm parents there. They were moved to leave the ELS for a few different reasons and joined the CLC and he wanted to become a pastor and so he was already doing some training there at that point in time. And so he's been at Emmanuel and Eau Claire, and they are actually the two dorm parents, which is why he's not going to be here in the fall, just in June and July, since they'll be going back to they'll be going back to do those responsibilities in August, and so uh, they're looking forward to being here and working with us, and you'll get to hear him preach and lead different Bible studies and so forth. So they're very excited to come, and we're excited to have them. Yeah, it should be a blessing for us this year. Uh, Our prayer list today uh, includes the four cancer patients we've been continuing to lift up in prayer. Tom Jensen, Carrie Dale, Pastor John Hine, and Norma Carlson. We'll pray the Lord will continue to bless all of them. And as always, I'd invite you to, if you have uh, things on your heart or prayers you'd like to to get out to your fellow um, Emmanuel family, uh, please get a hold of Pastor Radical or myself and let us know. We'd love to lift you up in your needs and prayer as well. And with those four that we've been praying for, if it's on your heart, call, text, maybe in a lot of cases sending them an encouraging card that goes a long way yeah. so don't hesitate to do that too if you need addresses or anything let yeah, us know if you need contact info we'll be happy to give it to you which brings us to Solomon's Proverbs chapter 29 verse 25 Pastor picked out for us today we're winding down we only got three chapters left here of Proverbs uh, we're going to after that we'll be doing our senior spotlights so I'll be doing sit down interviews with um, our seniors at Emmanuel this year. Uh, it's always a fun thing we kind of do towards the end of the end of the school year here. So uh, we got quite a few more. Last year we only had four seniors, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But this year we got quite a few more. So we're going to get started a little bit earlier here uh, to get that get that rolling. So I'm excited for that. It'll be cool. 
Uh, so Proverbs 29, if you read through that chapter, it talks a lot about the righteous versus the wicked. And so there's a lot of comparisons between those things or the wise and the fool. Obviously, that's uh, both of those are main themes throughout the whole book of Proverbs, but you see it quite a bit here in Proverbs chapter 29. 25 is the third to last verse in this chapter, and it says, The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. So I'll just share a couple comments, Pastor, and then you can share your thoughts too. So the first half does sound like the malady or the problem. The fear of man brings a snare. A snare, you know, in the New Testament we talk about offense, spiritual death trap, and that kind of thinks of that like a sin. And ultimately you think of fear itself and it can lead us into a lot of sinful activities or thoughts or words, wherever they might be. So the fear of man brings a snare. So if you're afraid of something happening, you might take measures to try to resolve it. So example, if you are having financial crisis, maybe you are tempted to do something that is not so legal out of fear of poverty, wherever it might be. Maybe you are having struggles with your health and out of fear of that, you take drastic measures with medication. Or as you mentioned in our devotion earlier, maybe you have fear of not having a purpose and so you take these measures of abusing things that you should not abuse and so those bring snares to us those actually further our problems because we're falling into those and on the flip side the lord teaches us through the wisdom of solomon here for whoever trusts in the lord so it comes back to that trust that faith that that hope that confidence in the lord lord is jehovah here the triune god the one god shall be safe And we were glancing at this beforehand, that word safe there in the Hebrew can mean secure, set on high, or I like that word of fortified. So not just, you have that confidence, you have that, I think of, again, Jesus, the rock. You You have a solid foundation. No matter what fear has, if you're trusting the Lord in the midst of that fear, you have a fortified strength. You have a confidence not in yourself, but in the Lord. And so I think this is a very powerful proverb that not only warns and condemns us for putting ourselves in snares by not trusting the Lord, it also gives us that gospel that we have a Lord we can trust in because of his promises to us and his strength that he gives to us as our, our refuge and strength and present help in time of trouble. So um, I know I've said a lot on this, but um, those are kind of my thoughts when it comes to this powerful proverb. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts, Pastor. Yeah, so I was just looking at some of the Hebrew there. So the, the, the Hebrew word for fear there, it's not, you know, when we think of I saw fear and I saw trust, and it made me think of the first commandment, fear, love, and trust in God above all things. But the word fear here is it's more, it's not the fear of God idea. So it's not the, uh, you know, when we think of the fear of God, that's a good thing because it means we respect, we honor God. So that's what we mean when we say we fear, love, and trust in God above all things. It's not like we're scared of God. It's we give him honor and respect because of his great power, because of his great love and his might uh, and his uh, attitude toward us. But this fear is is literally like a, it's like trembling. It's, uh, it's shaking. It's the idea of I'm anxious, I'm worried, I'm scared, and I can't do anything about it. So the fear of man, so when, you're, when you are anxious, when you're worried, when, or it was one of, the, one of the other places this word is used is like when Goliath was in the Valley of Elah, <laughs> and he's yelling out every day, and it says the camp was trembling, right? They were all scared of this big giant because no, they, didn't, they didn't have confidence that they could, they could take on this, this giant. So the fear of man brings a snare. 
Um, and you could think of that all. Uh, when I, I remember when I was in college, I lived in college housing, and so we had mice in, in the house, and so we'd set all these traps, right, for the mice, and it would <clears throat> we'd put uh, like peanut butter on a cookie and then set it on the trap, right. And then I remember many times in the middle of the night hearing a snap and then a squeal, you know, and squeak, squeak, and you got to go take care of the mouse, get the mouse out of there. And that's so that's what this is really saying here is your fear is like it's like a bait it's like a lure that's set on a trap and the devil would love to use that fear and he'd love to to lure you in and say this this i'm i it's too much i can't handle it god can't help me god's not able to help me god doesn't care about me if the fears and anxiety of man is a trap that the devil would love to use but the opposite of that fear of that shaking of that worry is trust in god and it's really it's two sides right so either either you are worried, you're anxious, you don't think that God can help you, or you trust in God. And that's what the second half says, right? Whoever trusts in the Lord shall be kept safe. And so it's this it's this uh, contrasting idea between are you giving into fear, are you giving into this trap, this lure, this snare that the devil's setting up for you to say, I can't have any help. And you know what happens if you fall into that trap is you, you know, we talked about before, you know, uh, depression, anxiety, I have no purpose. You know that's the trap, and but but trusting in the Lord that no matter what's happening in my life, whether I'm, you know, healthy and happy, whether I'm sick, whether I'm uh, going through this difficulty, whether my loved ones are dying, whatever the case may be, uh, trusting in the Lord, and as you said, shall be kept safe. That idea of exalted or, or set on a in a stronghold, you know, that's uh, a really beautiful beautiful thought there. So um, these two two uh, halves of this verse really tie in beautifully really a really good verse you picked out today pastor well i really like what you just said you just struck me you sat on the hill sat in the high place jesus says let your light so shine a city that sat on the hill cannot be hidden so mm-hmm. everything you just said is so perfect because what does god want us he wants us to trust in him so we're letting that light shine like why do you have such confidence in the lord it's like now people are looking at you like well i want that confidence mm-hmm. i want that trust i yeah. i don't want to be fearful of what's going to happen in my life and that I think there's a whole another element of um, that outreach or mission work but like that letting your light shine letting that trust radiate through your life yeah if salt loses its saltiness what's the point of salt yeah <laughs> right it'll be cast out you know I think we're called to the we preserve the world through our saltiness and the way that we do that is by by not acting like the rest of the world you know when these really difficult things come our way, how do we react to that? Do we react in fear or do we react in trust, knowing that God has all things in his hands? Which brings us to our hymn of the day, uh, picked out here from the Lutheran hymnal, uh, the red hymnal, hymn 372. It's called Through Jesus' Blood and Merit. Through Jesus' blood and merit, I am at peace with God. What then can daunt my spirit, however dark my road? My courage shall not fail me, for God is on my side. Though hell itself assail me, its rage I may deride. There's not that me can sever from the great love of God. No want, no pain, whatever. No famine, peril, flood. Though thousand foes surround me, for slaughter mark thy sheep. They never shall confound me. The victory I shall keep. Yea, neither life's temptation nor death's so trying hour, nor angels of high station, nor any other power, nor things that now are present, nor things that are to come, nor height, however pleasant, nor depth of deepest gloom. Nor any creature ever shall from the love of God this wretched sinner sever. For in my Savior's blood, this love its fountain taketh, 
He hears my faithful prayer and nevermore forsaketh his own dear child and heir. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.